Super Talk Mississippi media production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM. Welcome to Coast View, the show that celebrates the men and women who are making Coastal Mississippi such an amazing place to live, work, and play. And I say that every single morning because I mean it. Whether we're talking to Robert St. John, talking about the new Walter Anderson Museum uh, documentary, the incredible documentary on Walter Anderson, just just incredible. Or Robbie D'Angelo talking about how difficult it is to get through the holidays and stay focused on your physical and mental health. This is the time to be focused, not unfocused. So you come out on the other side of the holidays, not too far in, in the ditch. And if you missed that conversation, you can go to Super Talk, <clears throat> the Super Talk Mississippi Facebook page or YouTube page or your, or your favorite podcast, and you can see that. You can also go to the supertalkmississippi.fm website. And so many other conversations. It's just been uh, it's been a stretch of really good shows, and it's been it's been good to be able to share them with you. I, I love it. Hey, before we go to our first guest, I want to bring my buddy Kyle Curley into the conversation for just a second and say good morning. First, how you doing, buddy? Good morning. I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. You continue to be incredible support, and I thank you so much for what you do. Um, hey, you know, I talked about on Super Talk Mississippi. Uh, uh, Super Talk Outdoors uh, Monday about Jordan catching a lizard fish. <laughs> it it got certified. It's a pending state record. It, I think he said it was nine point one ounces. <laughs> but anyway, it reminded me. Didn't you go fishing? We ended up postponing the trip because of the temperatures was going to be so cold. Um, Saturday, I got a text from the captain that said, hey, it's going to be really cold tomorrow. And I'm like, yep, we want to go for six hours, laughed. And then, <laughs> I'm, of course, I'm driving to New Orleans because I had to work a uh, Pelicans game. And somewhere between uh, Diamond Head and the time I got to the parking lot in New Orleans, he had texted me back. He goes, no, is what I'm saying is it's going to be really hard to get fish to bite with those temperatures. And yeah. I, it dawned on me, I was like, okay, I think I know what he's talking about now. I was like, um, yeah, okay, I get it. Can we postpone? What's? Give me some options. He goes, yeah, we can move it. And I said, all right, well, give me some dates. And by this time, I, you know, I can't make that decision on my own. I got to call my wife. Got to call my son. It was for him. Yeah. And explain to him, I was like, can we move it? I know you want to go tomorrow, but I'd rather not spend all that money and go out and fight frostbite in cold temperatures and not catch anything and he yeah. goes yeah we can move it so i'm I texted him back i said yeah give me a date so we're going the 27th good open good. for the best. hey so you're suddenly hey the other thing about cold weather when there's a heavy north wind a front comes to it pushes the water out of a lot of the places you might want to go fishing so it's not just about fish not biting you won't actually be able to get to some of the places that the captain right. wanted to wanted to fish but um, honesty though because there's a lot of times people would have just taken the money and ran yeah and, i know i know well you know at the end of the day you, you're, you're dealing with some good people there and i think they're going to take care of you but i'm gonna get you and your son over to go fishing with me one afternoon oh, uh, water's that. starting to get better in the bay so we can do that on sort of a spur of the moment one afternoon yeah, he'd love that. That's all he he wanted to go fishing this the other morning. I was like, no, you have school. We can go before. <laughs> I'm not getting that. 
<laughs> Woo, man. Hey, a family that fishes together stays together. That is for sure. Hey, let, hey, stay with me for just a second, Kyle. Let's bring Mary Graham in, who is the president of Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College. And first of all, just say good morning. Mary's been a while. Good morning, Ricky and Kyle. I'm so interested in hearing what you're having to say about fishing. I want to get in on that, by the way. <laughs> hey, you know what? This this is true, though. So much of the culture, the college and the people who were there. I mean, the outdoors is a big deal, isn't it? Absolutely. We've had so many requests for a fishing team or a rodeo team and things like that. Those are things we're still considering. It is. It is. Kyle, you had the opportunity to go out there recently. What did you observe when you went to the went went to the Perk campus? Yeah, it was like three weeks ago. We had uh, invited to come up and play. There's like a fall ball team that practices plays there, and we, of course, we had to scrounge some players together. But we went out, and that was the first time that I'd used the new drive from Highway 49 that takes you right to the north end of the baseball, softball field, and the football stadium. And, you know, it, first time I'd been on campus in a few years, actually, and I it was phenomenal. Just the access, the way, the presentation, everything is right there. It, tremendous. It's, it's amazing. And, and Mary, you guys have worked really hard to revamp all of this, haven't you? It's taken a lot of time and money, hasn't it? It really has, Ricky. If you think about it, we were established in 1911, so we still have some original buildings from that time frame. So... Um, about probably five to seven years ago, we met with the board and said, look, it's time to really um, do some things with our athletic uh, facilities and some of our other facilities. And Kyle, you spoke to it. You know, we're a community college, and so we do host all ball teams from all over the coast and all over the state, actually. It's made a real difference in our recruiting to have these new facilities, so it's been wonderful. Kyle, you remember how the the old entrance used to be? I mean, it's, it, it won't take too much time to pass that people will look back at that old entrance and say, can you believe that that served us over all those years? It's yeah. pretty pretty remarkable, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> Coming across the tracks, that was the main entrance for the longest time, I think. Um, yeah. it, it, it's been a while. You know, it, I like the updates. And last time I'd been up there to see the stadium, I think they had just put the concrete, concrete down for the uh, seating bowl. Um, I don't think the building was even that the structure was there for the um, concession stands or anything. It mm -hmm. was just concrete. I'm not even sure if the the overhang was there yet, but we had been up for a summer camp and it, it was a good time. And to see it fully completed like that was, it was great. That That's a really first class facility. Well, people who pass there, people who pass there, who don't have a reason to go there, but they see this big new sign out there and they see this incredible entrance. You know, now they can know what's on the other side of that. Thank you, Kyle. I appreciate it, buddy. We'll uh, we'll move over to Mary for a second. But Mary, you know, think about it. you still have got other things under construction, right? We do. We uh, have a new arena, new basketball arena. That's um, we should be finished this summer if all goes well. So we're moving forward on that. That's the last piece of our athletic facilities. Um, Ricky, I, don't, I think last time we talked, we were finishing our new STEM building on the Jackson County campus. We did finish the Impact Center on the Harrison County campus, which is fabulous, by the way. Um, and, you know, we continue to build on the Perk campus. We have a new dorm and a new student union. So mm -hmm. very fortunate to have the supervisors in our four-county district help to support those efforts. So, you know, it's interesting. I took time yesterday and listened to the governor's speech about uh, how he would deploy 
this money that came as a result of COVID. And, you know, whether you're talking to the Speaker of the House or whether you're talking to the Lieutenant Governor or any leaders in the legislature or hear the governor talk about it, you hear that job training and the, all the work that's going on in that arena, that Mississippi's competitive advantage is in, in that arena, high, training for higher paid positions. The other thing he talked about, he obviously talked about a lot of things. It was a long, important speech. But mm -hmm. the other thing he talked about was the whole issue of um, broadband access and how, how that was going to be, you know, continue to be revolutionary for our state. But when you think about the the importance of job training and that part of what you bring to the table it's really important is, isn't it well i appreciate you saying that we um you know our enrollment usually runs around ten thousand for credit students but we train over 15 to twenty thousand a year in the non-credit world people don't really think about the number of individuals that come through our institution and train uh, in a non-credit or credential field so we do a lot of that you know people are concerned about the workforce right now and there's a big crisis as we all know we're trying to do our part to make sure but i will say this over and over again we don't have a training issue we have a participation issue we have programs that are virtually free for students um, and it's difficult to get people to register and it's 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 really quite concerning to me if you want to complete a college degree right now is the time you can basically go scholarship you know be scholarshiped or go tuition free it's a challenge to get people to move and some of these are high paying career fields we just started a, a diesel technology program we got a great a million dollar grant from accelerate mississippi ryan miller and we're going to train 40 people but those people will end up earning 90 to 100 thousand a year for a two-year program it's phenomenal and you know trying to find people that are interested is a challenge I, I, what I think is going to happen is we're in this we're in a strange place right now where people are moving from job to job. I mean, I, I shared a study earlier this week or the end of last week where 40 percent of, of existing employees are at least considering moving to another job. And the reason why is because there were so many opportunities out there. There, Of course, then we had the extended unemployment benefits and the impact that that had and it's just a really dynamic thing coming out of the out of the covid situation i do think as things begin to settle down that uh that a wide range of people are going to be seeking to, to step up their game of course young people kind of coming out of high school become more aware that you don't have to always aspire to a four-year university that these you know you can you can literally find an amazing career like the one you just mentioned in the diesel field that could be extremely high paying uh, when we come back we're going to continue our conversation with mary graham the president of mississippi gulf coast community college and just kind of get an update on what's going on these days as they come out of the pandemic how, how's the overall enrollment what's the future looking like they think about strategic planning all the time we'll get an update we'll see you after this break Super Talk 103.1 is brought to you by J. Allen Toyota on I-10 Exit 38 Gulfport. See all the incredible inventory at allentoyota.com. And remember, when you think Toyota, think J. Allen Toyota. Talking to the people that help make the coast such a unique place to live. 
This is Coast View with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi Gulf Coast 103.1. Welcome back to Coast View. Look, when you hear me say this, and you're sick of hearing me say it, when you've heard me say it a thousand times, some people are just now hearing it for the first time. So I'm going to say it again. The community college system in Mississippi is one of the best community college systems in the United States. Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College is one of the best, if not the best, in several areas in Mississippi. So what that means is the Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College is one of the top community colleges programs in the entire United States in multiple areas. And that's because they are strategically focused and well-led. And over the course of the last two years of, of COSU, we've had the opportunity to periodically check in with Mary Graham and hear her talk about the reasons why they're so focused. I mean, you've got certainly the two-year the two-year program that you can go on to four-year university, and then you've got the job training side. And by the way, just to finish that part of the conversation, Mary, I just want to say this, that you guys don't dabble. <laughs> You're, this is not dabbling in job training. Yeah. You are you are very focused on listening to a wide range of, of partners to really understand. I'm talking about angles and, and all points in between, uh, you really are focused on making sure that you're fitting the needs of the current workforce and you're, you stay focused on that, don't you? We absolutely do, Ricky. I think it's so important to forecast out and um, vision out the future to make sure the programs we're training for, whether it be career technical, which we have 56 of those different types of programs, or the academic side of the house, let me give you an example. Broadband, huge, huge federal dollars coming into the state of Mississippi. We've been working with uh, Miller Co., Jimmy Miller and his team and um, Public Service Commissioner's Office to really develop programs to, you know, make sure those individuals, they'll have a, a team of individuals that can go out and do that. Installing broadband opportunities is a, is a, a very skilled profession. And so we're already gearing up for that and have been having those conversations for a couple of years because we knew it was coming. We didn't know how it would be funded, the initiative across, you know, Mississippi, but we knew it was coming. And so we're, you know, strategically ready to move in that direction. That's just one example where you have to forecast out what may be coming, what workforce will be needed. Let's get them trained. Same with cybersecurity, augmented reality, all those cool things that we're doing. It is incredible. And we, you know, we won't get into this now, but the whole issue of broadband, the amount of money our, our states with federal help is, is, is spending to bring access to areas, especially in rural areas. Like at my place in the Mississippi Delta, uh, near where, where our place is there, uh, they've used it as a staging area as they continue to lay down fiber optics. And it's incredible. I mean, you're bringing fiber optics to places that never dreamed they would have that capability. And what, what does that mean, Mary, in terms of kids and remote learning and all these other things to have access to the Internet and all that there is to learn from? It, I mean, economic development people tell me that it's the single biggest cont contributor to Mississippi's progress than anything else than we can do. Don't you feel the same way? I, absolutely. We have been huge supporters of broadband. You think about during the pandemic or even a hurricane, you know, we're in Hurricane Alley, so we flip the switch. You typically, anytime there's anything in the Gulf or during the pandemic, go to high flex technology. Well, that's great. You can have a computer, but if you can't connect to broadband or if you have adequate fiber running to your house, 
you can't do the things you need to do. So what this will do for the state of Mississippi will just, the literacy level will be amazing. People from all areas of Mississippi will have immediate access to education, higher education, K through 12, whatever the case may be. It's going to be transformational for Mississippi. So, so I've asked this question before, but I always, it always helps me sort of get to the root of what's on your mind these days. But when you got up this morning, what was the thing that was the top two or three things that were on your mind the most about things you're going to be doing that's going to make Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College even more successful? You know, Ricky, the first thing I thought of is I wonder what Ricky Matthews is going to ask me today on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we're doing some things. Um, I don't know if you, I'm sure you do, uh, Biden's initiative for free community college. You know, I had some concerns about that because the reality, Ricky, you know, when you talk about community college right now, there's not a better time to be a student. We have a lot of federal dollars. We've been raising scholarship dollars to offset tuition costs. So I continuously think about how can we make Gulf Coast more accessible for students? whether it be credit or non-credit, that's on my mind every day. We had our big gala, I guess it was last week. Ricky, we raised over a half million dollars in one evening um, of big supporters who are here to support Gulf Coast because many of them look forward to those students being trained and then going into their particular areas of business, Ingalls, Hancock Bank, I mean, you name it. They were all there to stand up and support our scholarship program. So. That resonates with me every day. We need to be accessible. The broadband concept, huge for Mississippi. We're excited about it. I woke up this morning thinking our soccer team is in Wichita, Kansas, playing for a national championship. I hope they win. So Wow, that's awesome. Things. Yeah, we won the state. Um, we won the conference, Mississippi did, in soccer. We have an awesome soccer team. And so they're out there playing for a national championship. So. Things are good. Things are good. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. Let's 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 get really practical for just a minute. I'm thinking about uh, parents and maybe grandparents who are listening to the program now, and that may, maybe they have a child that's uh, nearing graduation, or maybe maybe they're a junior and they're still trying to figure this out. There's so much great advice just getting in touch with you guys that you can give them about about testing that they can do to think about aptitude for certain kinds of fields or, you know, are they, are they a good student to go the four-year route? Are they a good student to go uh, the other route? And to say the other route is not necessarily the lesser route. And so actually, in many cases, actually, some of the job training you're doing, they're going to make more money doing that than if they go to four-year university. So what would be the advice you'd give, the practical advice you would give to a parent or a grandparent who may be wrestling with how to have this conversation with their child? Well, a couple of things I would say, um, pick up the phone and call someone at Gulf Coast because we have answer centers and I sound like a commercial, I don't mean to, maybe I do, um, available to talk to parents, grandparents, students, but really do the comparison. You know, the old list of the do's and don'ts and you make the list on the legal pad, you need to write down the cost of tuition which is a great thing, but it's not the best thing about Gulf Coast. I mean, our tuition is a third of the cost of the university. The best thing is our quality, Ricky. Our students, we have a 98% placement rate in our career and technical fields. And those people are making, as you said, sometimes six figures, depending on the field they go into. But it gives students a chance. I'm a Gulf Coast graduate. You're a Gulf Coast graduate. 
when I started as a freshman, I wasn't sure what I wanted to major in. There's so many opportunities, even back then, Ricky, and think about now with all the technology fields and healthcare fields. So people really need to experience a class or two before they make a commitment. Tonight, we're having a presidential reception on the Harrison County campus. Students who have a 20 or above on the ACT, they will come with their parents and grandparents and we'll share all the reasons why Gulf Coast is a good place to start. Basically, your tuition will be covered. So that's off the table, that obstacle's gone. But the Mississippi States, the USM, the Ole Misses of the world, they come after our students. They are targeting them because the quality of our instruction is just amazing. We have the best faculty that ever was. And so they do such a great job. So I think quality, cost, location, convenience, all of those things make a difference. Well, regular listeners know my story well. I went to paramedic school at the University of Alabama in Birmingham, was in pre-med for a while, saw a little too much death and dying, realized that really wasn't for me. So I went back to get a business degree. So I went to Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College and then on to Southern Miss and on to get the MB my MBA. I did an internship at the Sun-Herald and everything else is history. But I look back, even then, Mary, even then, the preparation for me, you know, this is my own personal story. When I decided to switch from pre-med to, to business and lay down the, the core work to get me ready for Southern Miss, man, when I got to Southern Miss, I was ready for Freddie. I mean, it was, it was, it was really, really important. And I know you guys have only just taken it to the next level since those days, but you've always believed that, that the core of preparatory foundation was going to be really the key to your success and over the years it just proves it out year after year after year after year doesn't it it absolutely does we had our SACS accreditation visit i guess it's been two years now for an institution of our size it's unheard of not to have any findings at all we were 100 percent spot on clear accreditation evaluation and it was amazing i mean we of course you know i'm a little biased i think we're great but the proof is when others come in and evaluate you and go, wow, y'all are doing some amazing things and you're really spending your money efficiently, effectively supporting students, your success, your wraparound services are spot on for students. Those are the things you want to hear about, you know, that our faculty are doing their job, our student service people are doing their job and students are being successful. That's the real measure. They're walking across yeah. the stage graduating and getting these fantastic scholarships. Well, you heard what I said when I came into this segment that Mississippi Gulf Coast Community College is, is one of the best in the United States. That is earned. That is earned through tremendous evaluations across all the different you know components that you have, like from nursing to whatever. You've, you've been there. But anyway, we're coming to the end of this segment together. It has been a pleasure to catch up with you. We'll, we'll not wait so long next time to, to catch up with you again. Thank you, Ricky. I enjoyed it. You bet. This has been Dr. Mary Graham, and we'll see you after this break. Listen live or on demand and watch episodes of Coast View on your laptop, desktop, or on your phone or tablet by going to supertalkmsgulfcoast.com. A Supertalk Mississippi media production.